0: What drives me whenever I have obsessions and I try to reflect in the kids is that I can be better and you can be better. And there's no way that's actually gonna happen if we don't actually try to be better. It's normal in the human set of minds to just chill and just be relaxed. If everyone had everything we had, we'll probably not even move a finger all day. Knowing that there's something else out there is what pushes us to get it get something else. In it. People that don't even think about something else out there find some sort of motivation. It's just I can be a better player, I can be a better coach. You can be a better player, you can be a better listener. So how about we go outside there? You push me, I push you. So it's just that for me that gets me going, gets me all crazy in the head when we're outside (laughs) the field, and it's like let's go! I love what I'm saying, and you know, just
1: keep going. Welcome back, everybody. Footy Pod 36. And we have Mr. Toby Ayudun on the show today. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. It was, it was close, like yeah? 80%. <laughs> oh, not all the way there? Not all the way there. It's, it's all right. Accent. Everyone That's butchers my name, so <laughs> it happens. I tried. It was a good effort. You did. Toby, I don't really have a plan for today's episode, so we're just going to wing it. All right? Better. We've, uh... We definitely talked, you know, a little bit about your background. First of all, Toby is a new trainer with Footy Factory. Um, he's actually the first graduate of the FF Level 1 Diploma, officially. So, how does that feel? I
0: do so It feels like uh, knowing no one else did it before me. Yeah. So everyone that does it after me knows I came first. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it is cool.
1: What did you think about the course?
0: Um, I think it was, you know, it was very, very detailed and hands-on in the sense that every So it wasn't like anything was left hanging or, you know, you were just lost in the process. It was back to back to back to where, you know, every day we had a call after. Every day you were there, we had a conversation after this, is this, and that, you know, kind of just helped you know tomorrow has to be better because you know what to do better. So it was a really, really good
1: process. Cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, I've run it many times before and we've had a bunch of trainers come through footy factory that, you know, just for whatever reason, haven't worked out. And I think that, you know, you've already shown the qualities of someone that's going to be around long-term. So we're really excited that you're with us now. And, um, and, and we're looking forward to building this relationship and, 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 you know, having you like a key part of our brand going forward. Um, so definitely, you know, want to get to know you a little bit better. We've talked a little bit about your background in the past, but we haven't spent, we haven't spent a whole lot of time together just because the way that our model is set up, is like we're all independent. We're all doing our own thing, which is, which is great. It gives us the freedom and flexibility to, you know, um, reach more people. Um, but of course there, there are certain things that we just can't do virtually, like have these conversations. So we're going to get to know you a little bit better today, Toby, Absolutely, and hopefully yeah. all of our followers can too. <laughs> so where in Nigeria are you from?
0: Um, I'm from a very small place in Nigeria, not very small, we're big people, um, on those <laughs> states, it's right next to Lagos States, which is arguably the most popular part of Nigeria. Um, popular
1: yeah, in terms of population?
0: um population it is the most popular city in africa i believe and in like fame Everybody okay around doesn't know everywhere in nigeria but they know lagos
1: gotcha yeah is it the capital it used to be really
0: how do you spell it it's just like the portugal one l-a-g-o-s Okay, okay, I get you.
1: Yeah. how did they lose their capital status how does uh, that happen
0: they got too much they like had too much of a business traffic and population traffic they had to move it to somewhere that was less um, focused on to where technically now you can say Lagos is still a business capital like every company that wants to invest in Nigeria comes right there and that was like the back in the day that was where the foreigners came through and that was where all the trading was happening through but now we have like a separate tiny spots in the center of the country that Holds the name of the capital, but doesn't really. It's just a chill spot. Uh huh. But then Lagos is still the traffic. It
1: gotcha. Really no so everybody knows Lagos everybody is still the knows. capital. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. deep yeah. down inside, we all know. Yeah. It's Lagos.
1: Bernaboy? Um, Bernaboy? Say that again, Evan, so that everyone can hear you. Yeah. you
0: said, did it produce Burna Boy? Burna Boy, you know, interesting enough. I know a few people that definitely <laughs> would want to hear this part. Great, <laughs> as great as he is, we have to say um, Ghana and. Partly South Africa made Burna Boy than what Nigeria contributed to because most of his life is spent in in Ghana and okay. a little bit in UK when he was eventually arrested for you know just being a little guy you know young yeah. guy being free and you know wild but yes we'll take the, we'll take the credits for Burna Boy but <laughs> nah but you don't really claim Port, him that he he's from Port Harcourt it's from a place called Port Hacot. it's a whole different it's like the I said like the L.A. of Nigeria, like just to choose, but everyone just goes there to Wild Out. Ah. That, that's where he's from.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, tell us about your soccer background.
0: Yeah, um, I've been playing soccer since I knew I could spell my name. Um,
1: <laughs> your name's pretty easy to spell.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. It took me a while to learn <laughs> it. <laughs> but... Um, I've been playing soccer for as long as I could know. Uh, with the way it works in Nigeria, you, we had a weird relationship with sports in Nigeria to where uh, your parents would buy you a soccer ball, but then they would whoop you if they found you playing soccer. It was it was a very reverse relationship. You know, My dad bought us soccer balls and we're like, yeah. But then if he came back from work at like 5 p.m. and you were outside playing soccer, you were in trouble. You just started to run for no reason. <laughs>
1: That but seems a little counterproductive.
0: It was, it was really messed up. But whenever we did get the opportunity to actually go outside and play on the streets, um, yes, we didn't wear shoes. There wasn't any reason to wear shoes. But you would be like the little kid in between adults. And because you wanted to play, you didn't mind whatever position they put you. And that would mean that you would most likely be running the entire game. But you loved it because you were just playing. It didn't matter. But yeah, um, been playing soccer that long. Um, didn't start to understand fully what soccer meant until maybe I was like uh, 11. Then I actually became a full-time center back because my coach at school realized I was the smallest kid in the class, but probably the most hardworking on the team. The biggest at heart. Nobody was getting past me. And if you did, you know I was going for the leg. (laughs) And if we lost... It was something else because I would spend like the first thirty minutes just crying because I couldn't yell at anyone. I was too small to yell. You were the smallest in the class. I was the smallest kid in the class. I didn't have the growth boost Uh, until um three years ago. I I grew over five inches tall and like six or something pounds. The little kid. What you been
1: eating, Toby?
0: A lot of um. That's this protein shake. I forgot the name. My coach at Berkner. Um, he told me I went I went and tried out uh, freshman year he said what position do you want to play I said um, center back that's all I know how to play and he just looked at me he was like you can't play center back on my varsity on my varsity or JV team I was like why he said look at you you." I was 5'7 he said you're 5'7 you're barely 140 pounds I was like coach I can chase anyone (laughs) he was like no go figure something out whatever the case you can play on like the jv2 team i was like no bro no i went back two years came back junior year tried out again for him first day of trial went great i had the assistant coach walk up to me and say hey toby just show up the remaining two days i can guarantee you a spot on the j on the varsity team i was like thank you finally (laughs) came second day pulled a bicycle kick dislocated my foot and that was the end of tryouts So I just ghosted the second day of tryouts and the third day of tryouts and didn't get a spot on the team. It was jacked up, had to recover. Came back my senior year, I was like, I got to earn it this time around. And I did my best, showed up, did everything. At this point, I was starting to integrate into a a winger and occasionally a fullback. And because I picked up speed along the way, I picked up stamina so I could actually go through the field and just keep working back and forth the whole game and um went to tryouts did everything great and he told me this was a new coach this time around and he told me i'm new here and i really want to give you a spot but i can't um take that gamble against these kids that have been here for three years because if we're not doing well they would expect me to kick you out first so i want to keep you on the team as a team manager that term flattered me for a little bit because I was like, oh, team manager. But no, it just, meant <laughs> you were like the ball water boy. Water boy. Water boy. And you're like the motivation of the team because he told me my energy was high. Even though I wasn't playing, I was on the bench, you know, telling guys, you hey, guys, we can do this and all of that. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to see the insult part of that, but I'm going to take this <laughs> like an honor, you know. It is what it is. Hey, graduate that's a good graduate. attitude to have, man, no matter graduate what it is. And we've been going through it ever since. It's been like high and high. And I was like, someday I'm going to go back to high school and be like, I didn't play, but I should have played. But yeah, that's pretty much how my soccer journey has been so far. Pretty, I'll say, started very low, and it's been like a steady rise ever since.
1: Hey, that's all it's about, man, is like consistency. Consistency over time. You know, a lot of players, like, they have a lot of talent, but they don't put in the work day in and day out. And so they peak really early. And and, you know, they just expect their notoriety as a player to carry them forward. But then you see players in the background just working and working and working. And then 10 years on, it's those players that just continue getting better and they just continue progressing and improving. And then at 28, all of a sudden, those players that, you know, were late bloomers have passed up those players that that peaked really early. If those players had the same drive and ambition to keep getting better, of course they could have, but it comes down to attitude. And you seem to have a great attitude, and that's what's drawn me to you, you know, during our time together so far, our short time together. You have a lot of energy, like you said, and that reflects in your training sessions. And so, you know, for you, like, what, what do you consider your main motivation to now training and doing that
2: part?
0: Yeah, um, honestly, I feel like what set the pace for me was also meeting, you know, you guys already on the team um, seeing how you guys handle things. It wasn't a slouchy manner. So that kind of set the expectation for me. You know, these guys are go getters. So if you're joining them, you have to take the best of your abilities and come amplify it here so you can actually belong where you are and not feel lost. And normally for me, um what drives me whenever I have the sessions and I try to reflect in the kids is that I can be better and you can be better. And there's no way that's actually going to happen if we don't actually try to be better. It's normal in the human state of mind to just be chill and just be relaxed. If everyone had everything we had, we'll probably not even move a finger all day Yeah. But knowing that there's something else out there is what pushes us to get it, get something else and and for people that don't even think about something else out there it just might be like bills or something you got to do something so now you have to actually find some sort of motivation and for me it's just I could be a better player I could be a better coach and you can be a better player you could be a better listener so how about we go outside there you push me I push you so it's just that for me that you know gets me going gets me you know all crazy in the head when we're outside in the field and it's like, let's go, I love what I'm saying. And, you know, let's just keep
1: going. So yeah. for you, it's, it's mostly just about the continuous development. Yeah. You know, mostly as a player, which translates yeah. to your, you know, passion for training too. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The the growth that is all, the the room that there always is for growth and knowing and acknowledging the fact that there is room, so why not fill up that room?
1: Yeah, I mean, anybody that uh, leaves anything on the table, it's a tough thing to look at, right? You know, the worst thing is looking at a player who has all the talent in the world, and they just never reach their potential. I mean, there, there are professionals like that, which is crazy to me. It's like how, because they truly just like, you know, maybe they just don't have the passion for it. They don't really want to be the best that they can be, but they're just using their talents to take them as far as they can go. But I think in anything that you do, like, you have to have the passion for it if you want to maximize your own personal potential. Um, Evan posted a picture of you on our Instagram the other day. What was the caption, Evan? It was, uh,
2: it was think like a gardener, work like a carpenter. Explain that for us. So on the website and I know you typed that up but for me what it thinks about is um, obviously like when you're a gardener there's a lot of uh, preparation into what you do. I mean I'm, I'm not a gardener myself I don't know if you guys <laughs> tend to do it but I know that there's a lot of stuff like certain stuff only grows in this temperature and certain stuff needs this amount of water some stuff can only grow by this can grow by that and so I mean it kind of comes down to you know, like talking about when like you're planning a session and kind of stuff like that. And then and then just the work like a carpenter, I mean, just with those, anything from making cabinets or anything like that, like it's very detail oriented because if you get one measurement kind of wrong, then everything else might kind of go out of whack. And I think that's the same thing in a sense when you're focusing on a session or you're trying to help a player grow. Because if you skip over some small detail at the beginning, whether it's something about them passing or dribbling or anything like that, then they, they won't be able to do anything else towards the rest of the session, or they won't get better if you skip out on the other stuff. So I think it's just about, you know, really being detail-oriented in what you do and then making sure that when you're executing it, you're following that plan, yeah, in a sense. And I mean, I know whenever you kind of hopped on board with us, that was whenever I kind of got injured, and luckily I was able to pass some of my players on to you, and they had nothing but good things to say. Like, I know you worked with Jackson, that's someone that we've worked with for a while, and even just seeing the sessions that you put him through was super cool, because it's like, I like the stuff that you do with them. It's stuff that I don't do when I train because I kind of focus on some other stuff. But it's still stuff where, like, it's important that they do it. And so kind of you hopping on board, talking about the passion that you have and, like, the route that you came and the road you came but wanting to grow in it with us, I think is a really cool thing because I don't – we all kind of have the same philosophy that we all do, obviously with the coaching course and everything like that. But my session is going to be geared around one thing – and it could be the same as yours. It could be the same as Sean. But the way we kind of execute that is going to be a little different.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like we do have a clear training methodology mm-hmm. and 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 style with the way that we want uh, our training to be recognized. And But of course, every trainer has their own voice and their own way of doing things. And so we we have that freedom and flexibility within the structure that we've built. We're looking for people who are disciplined who have that commitment and are loyal to us of course because we put a lot into you and and we just want to make sure we get that same energy in return and uh we see that in you and and you know we we like the work that you've done so far and like evan said like we've already gotten a lot of personal reviews from people we just got to turn those into google reviews now (laughs) but uh you know you're doing a good job for sure um you know we want to continue to help you progress and and help you develop yourself as a as a trainer and and continue to develop as a player too cuz you're still young and I know you still want to play and being a footy factory trainer it's something that you can take with you anywhere you go you you played in Nigeria you got into organized soccer there but then there was kind of a gap when you came here to the US so why don't you kind of like Fill in that gap for us, and in, in terms of like where you were when you were back home, and kind of where you are now.
0: Yeah, um, it really was an unfortunate gap. Um, a lot of things sadly took a gap when we all, you know, my entire family had to move down here. And back home, I'd say maybe not the number one choice, but maybe number two choice defender at my school. And I wasn't physically there, but Mentally, I was there and everything else in my game was, you know up there to where you could mention players in the states and slide my name right in there in defense being even the smallest kid on the team. But um, that for me was a big deal. I was like, you know, yes, we're going to move. We're going to relocate and this is going to be like, you know, more opportunities for me. You know, now I can get to, you know, express myself on a bigger ground. And that for me was very important that I held on to that mentality. You know coming over here i knew for a fact that i was going to be lost in most areas but something something has to guide which is something that quite honestly um in the the community of immigrants today whenever you move somewhere else you even as little kids especially you want to find an identity so quick that you can lash onto anything you see and for me i was just very you know Fortunate to have had that gift of soccer to be able to hold on to because I have friends that you know came here and lashed onto like drugs and like stuff that you know they really shouldn't have. But for me, I didn't find like strong belonging in you know us going clubbing or going to smoke or going to drink and stuff. It was like you know, Western Field, I was down to go. I had it took us like a year and a half, like two years for me to actually get my first cleats which was actually a gift from you know one of my friends and it was a it was a click from Walmart I didn't care I wore it to was every that? field of What what open. brand is that the it the Brina
1: a, is that right No
0: no no it was i uh, I I'm pretty sure I'm going to remember it was it was two names. Dream Piers it was black Dream Piers with the uh, ankle
2: socks Man those
0: Dream Piers were good looking talk about that
2: Take so much for granted. It you? was, man, it, re- it yeah. took me two yeah. years playing yeah.
0: soccer at home to get here and finally have my first pair of cleats. Mm. And before then I would wear, you know, whatever shoes I wore to school, I wear them to the field to go play. And I used to play with like Mexican kids around my apartment and their parents would watch us play. And some of them had teams that they used to play in. So they'd be like, Hey, come play pickup for us this weekend. And I was like, sure, why not? Let me go ask my dad. And my dad would be like, no, stay at home. We don't know anything here. We can't just be going out playing all night. You stay at home. If you know, if we don't know where we're going, we're not going there. Type of thing. But for me, it was, it was such a weird period because I only got to play at the park, at the apartment, or when I got to school in PE class. And everyone at school was like, Yo, you should like go try for the team. We've been losing all our games all season for the last 3 years. You should go try out. And I'm like, I I can't try out. You don't get it. I don't have shoes. They don't, they don't <laughs> let you try with socks. I can't do that. It's
1: a basic requirement.
0: <laughs> it's it's like We're going to need minimum those. Minimum requirement. You have cleats, step outside. But it, I was like, I can't. And then 3 years, you know, 2 years down the line, I'm finally figuring out, okay? Um it's step by step. You know, get yourself used to the culture, understand what this is, understand what that is, so when you present yourself, you know what you're talking about. Hey, coach, I play defense. This position specifically, this is what I can bring to the table, not just, you know, hey, I don't know much, but I know back home. I could go 90 minutes without anyone getting a goal, (laughs) getting 20 tackles, and it's like, yeah, that's back home. What can you do here? But that transition took a period of adjustment for me. I was just... Fortunate enough to not give up within that period and, you know, pick on something else to, you know, like, have fun on or, like, you know, spend my childhood on. But that soccer, like a lot of people out there can testify to, could be, you know, a guiding light that could keep you on the right path.
1: So how old were you when you moved here?
0: I was when I, I was 17 when I moved here. But, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't 17 up here. So when you moved here, in mm.
2: 17, what? Did you go in as a
0: freshman in high school? Or was yeah, it... surprisingly. Oh, back, wow. home, back home, yeah. you would already been done with school at yeah, 17 I and going into, high yeah. I was done. I, 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 I was done, I was right done with school. College. I was like, yeah, we're going to university. And then my dad was like, no, we're going out of the country. I was like, oh, even better. Very, very great counselor at school. And she was like, do you think you want to like enjoy the slow pace and catch up with your life? Or do you want to like get back on track? I was like. Bring it on. What, what you got? And yeah. She said, okay, we don't do this, but I can put you up with we'll all dual credit classes and all AP classes as a freshman. And I was like, bring it on. Every class I took as a freshman was AP and dual credit classes. Oh, right. And no freshmen were allowed to do that. Yeah. Normally, they say you can. not I did it. And the next year, I, I never had a sophomore year. I went straight to junior year. So she was like, you did it. I was like, yeah. And, and it, was, it was great for me saying that, hey. Even here, I can still keep up with challenges. So that that was a big gap for me where I was like, and then, you know, jumping into junior year, having a whole lot of crisis going on mentally, I completely lost myself. But what I really never lost was that identity that I had in sports.
2: It's only a kick. (laughs) A jump.
1: A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Even when I didn't know what to do, I, I never really found myself, you know, sad all day and going out to smoke or anything. Just sad all day. I'll go to the field and just go play all night in the cold. Home freezing, frostbite, but we're just out there running around and it's fun because in that moment we're not thinking of anything else but just running and playing soccer. It was amazing.
1: Love it. Love it. So how long did it take you to finish high school here? Three years. Three years? That's still a long time, man. Like it was. It I bet was, that was you know, frustrating for you.
0: It was, but I never thought of it like a like, you know, extension of my life. I, I met a lot of great people and I just went with the vibes of, you know, There's a lot of, my girlfriend right now, um, we met when we were in high school and she just, we met senior year and she was telling me, I've been hearing about you since I, since like I was a junior or like sophomore. Like everyone says like, do you know success? Do you know success? I don't, I don't do anything. I literally just show up to class and have fun all through and make sure I turn in my assignments. And we're just chilling all week. It's not much of work for me. It's, I'm just enjoying the flow. I'm meeting great people and making connections and all those things. That really is how we ought to take life. sometimes. Yes, there are a lot of things I could be thinking about. Like right now, I shouldn't be here. I should be in university. I should be with my first job. I should be this. I should be that. But those thoughts don't help you go further. They just keep you stuck where you are and in a very sad place. But I was like, I shouldn't be here, but I am here. And while I'm here, I'm going to make so much fun out of this. And people would ask me, what university are you going to? I'm like, I don't even know what universities are in Texas. I'm like, New here. I'm just, and my teachers are like, you have great grades. You should try, like, you should try Yale and try Rice. And I'm like, I, show me where they are. And they would show me. I remember I got accepted to a bunch of schools and had scholarships to a lot of um big schools. And they're like, so which one are you going to choose? And I'm like, which one has co-ed dorms? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that clearly. And they're like, really? and i was like yeah i mean i don't know and I never, I never really took it serious to where it was you know uh because of mental struggles for me and it was just vibes and just flowing through life and just taking life one step at a time because you think of the whole big big picture you can just lose your mind just take it one tiny bit at a time and you get there
1: well sounds like your head is in the right place <laughs> And it goes back to even just the caption that you, you know, wrote for him in that, in that, in that picture we posted yesterday. Think like a gardener. It's like you got to be patient and just like take it day by day and, and just keep on watering your plants. Keep on watering, you know, the, the, the area around you. Like take care of what's yours. And, but at the same time, don't stop doing that. Like a carpenter, you got to work <laughs> every day. You got to keep laying those bricks and build that foundation, if you can have that attitude, no matter what it is you do, you're going to find happiness. You're going to find success for sure. No pun intended. So I know your name is success, which we <laughs> didn't, we, we didn't talk about it at the beginning, but <laughs> how did that come about? Was that, is that a name that was given to you at birth? Success? Yeah.
0: Yes, it was. My, my mom had me and the doctor was a family friend. That's our family doctor. And he turned, got, went outside, Called my dad and was like, can I suggest a name? And he was like, sure, we'll consider it. And <laughs> he said, success. And my dad was like, uh, okay, yeah, right. Because, <laughs> you know, we're Nigerians. We want first, second, third, fourth name be like traditional names. Yeah. And then you could put like one English name, Jackson, whatever. Uh-huh. And my dad was like, okay, whatever. And at the church, because we do baby christening at the church seven days after birth. And after everything... The pastor was like, can I suggest a name? And my dad was like, oh, yeah, sure, definitely. And he said, success. And my dad was like, success it is. Oh,
2: wow.
0: Because doctor... So you he heard it twice, huh? And my mom was like, yes. That's so what, what was I'm the
1: saying. connection there? Why did they... Why did
0: They don't know each other. As a matter of fact, my our doctor and our pastor at church, they had never met each other. Maybe now they might have, but as far as I know, there's never been a connection between our doctor and our pastor. Hmm. So that coincidence my mom was so moved she she kept till now i was still saying this to her last week she tells me every time she's like please whatever you do you got to give your life back to god because when i had you i took you to the church and i left you at the altar all night because i wanted to dedicate you back to god and i just trust that me doing that means that god is going to always align your steps back to him and that's why your name has so much impact on you and it's not done yet and i'm like yes
1: man that's beautiful, yes. man. That's a very serendipitous moment right there. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So you're 21 now?
0: Yes, 21 as of and,
1: July. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you are officially an adult. You're legal.
0: It feels good. It feels good. Sounds like a lot of bills and yep. responsibilities, but it feels great.
1: Definitely the responsibilities <laughs> will increase. That is for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so you're one year out of... Of school now? Of high school?
0: Um, I graduated before my 20th birthday, so uh-huh. kind of two years out of school.
1: So you would have been ineligible to play sports in high school anyways, right? Because isn't there a rule where you can't play high school sports if you're over 19 or something like that? Um, maybe.
0: um no. My, my school never really told me anything about that. There might have been, but there wasn't ever anything like that communicated. Maybe because they never even considered me to play. Mm-hmm. I was never up for consideration, so that conversation never came up. But I do know that um, I had the coach that I used to play for in high school on uh, pickup games with the Mexican team. It's this uh, Mexican team, Tigres. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to play for them on pickup games on Saturdays, and we we were going like games after games, wiping the entire league. And he used to keep clips, and he gave me the clips. This one time, he was like, "Here, you might need it." And I was like, I don't know, why do you people record games in America again? <laughs> I just kept it. And my friend at school, he, um, Taurus, you know, he still calls me every now and then texts me. He's like, success, we're going places. I'm like, me and you, bro, <laughs> I hear you. He used to play football, so he was used to the, you know, getting the hard videos and uploading them online for colleges. And he told me about uploading those videos. And I was like, okay, I guess. And we did it, and we got a call within a month or two from um, Missouri State University or Southern State Missouri, one of those, I don't know, whatever the name. And they had like a full ride offer. And they were like, here, this and that, you're a junior, just take this exam to take this exams, and we can hook you up with like agents and stuff. So you have like a player profile and all of these things. And I was like, there's too much English going on here. I don't know what you're saying. I want you to speak to my dad and my godfather. And I had both of them sit down. They had a conversation, and they're like, "Okay, so this is what this means. You're gonna go to our school. You're gonna have full ride right for all four years, whatever you know measure you want to have. We're gonna have it all paid out. You're gonna study, and we're gonna cover everything. But you're gonna play on the school team, and from there, if you wanted to go pro, you have enough background to go pro through us." And I was like, "This sounds great. I'm just here in soccer, soccer, soccer." And my dad was like, "No." I'm hearing all of this, but I'm not hearing how he's gonna become a medical doctor. I'm not hearing that, and I'm like, "Dad, please." And he's like, "No, I'm not hear- <laughs> All I'm hearing is, you know, money, soccer, money, soccer." He's like, "No, I didn't bring you here to become a soccer player. I brought you here to become a medical doctor." And I'm like, you know, I guess Babadzhi scholarship, but I did have a um, full ride offer as a junior in high school that we had to wave goodbye because of, I would say, um, some level of the family's ignorance to you know opportunities out there. Quite honestly, I feel like a lot of kids are on that table. You see so many kids out there like just grinding and you're like, Do you play for any teams? And they're like, No, we just do this for fun. You should and you should understand how you can maximize that potential. But now I have that conversation with my dad now and I'm like, so you want to pay a few thousand bucks again for me to go become a, a doctor and he's like a few thousand he's talk like, about like hundreds was like, of it's, thousands it's almost 600, it's yeah. almost 600 to become a medical doctor over 12 years and he's like um anything you could do any financial assistance you could grab to bring in here i welcome but you know it's not something we beat up ourselves over anymore we used to in the past where i'm like you know I couldn't well, be there by now. And he's like, I'm sorry.
1: I mean That's you're normal. you're still young enough and yeah. to where it's not off the table, mm-hmm. you know. You just yeah. gotta you just gotta put that out there again and if you put that energy out, it'll come back to you. But you're right, there is a lot of there are a lot of players who um, you know, have some raw ability mm-hmm. that just needs to be tightened up, but they've just never been in an organized system and they've never been given the guidance to understand like what steps to take to get themselves to the next level and so you know for me when I see players like that it's like first of all you just got to keep training and keep getting better and and from there doors can open up you know so what what advice would you give to a player like that who is basically yourself yeah what advice would you give to yourself
0: yeah um quite honestly it's a lot of things could be very distracting. Um, if it doesn't make you better, you probably shouldn't be doing it. If
1: it it's pretty good advice. You,
0: if it doesn't get you to a better place, you probably shouldn't be there. You know, If they're not better than you, you probably shouldn't be spending too much time with them. Because I did a lot of that initially. I realized how much I could play soccer than some kids around me. And I wanted to hang around them more because they made me feel better. Whereas there were players out there that really were better than me that I could have been in the middle of trying to be better than so I could, you know, be twice as good as I am right now. But I wanted to enjoy that sitting in the shadows, enjoying with the littles because it made me feel comfortable. It made me feel good. Whereas I could have been up for the challenge and doubling up. And because once I stepped into that light and I hit the first challenge in my face, you know, I was like, oof, this is new. And, you know, because everybody wants to go pro. Every kid, every teenager, every youth player right now in their mind wants to go pro. And, yes, the opportunity is going to swing by at some point in your life. But what you're never ready for is the, work effort, is the hard work and the work rate that comes with you going pro. If you become pro today, those guys have three, four hours of training sessions almost every day, maybe one day gap in between. How long can you go running back and forth before you just go get some rest and you go play some games? You know, if you want to be there, you got to be ready to work to be there, even though you don't get there. Get used to the work ethic of, you know, being a pro player. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't play for Bayern Munich right now, but if you threw me into a Bayern Munich training ground, I probably wouldn't be lost the whole time. Maybe not as athletic as all of them, but I can keep up for more than half the time. And that's not something that everybody at your age group should be able to say right now because you know yeah we play high school soccer we train 30 30 minutes every day after school and we go play league you know we get knocked out first two games it's whatever we're just going through school but no you don't want to stop at school do you you want to play for fc Dallas. you want to play for the us men national team those guys do not sit on their butts all day and just turn up on game day Mm -hmm. two three goals if we're people wouldn't stop their careers at 30 when Zlatan is going at 40.
1: Oh, he'll go to at least 60.
0: <laughs> you know, people wouldn't just tap out at 27. You know, people wouldn't be getting traded all the way to like the Asian leagues at 20-something when Ronaldo's out there... St- you know, thriving at his age and is still out there bidding the odds at his age. If it was that easy, everyone would be there.
1: Right. Nah, it's all mentality. I, I tell my players all the time, like, because I train a very, very high-level team, and, you know, I tell them all the time, it's like, if you, if you want this to be your job, like, because le- legitimately all of them could go pro, you know? And so it's like, if you want this to be your job, you have to treat it like your job right now. And a lot of them have no idea what that actually means and so it's like what you were saying before you know you didn't want to necessarily hang around like the the best players because maybe they didn't provide the best example of how to improve yourself because they're not necessarily doing all the things that they should be doing to improve themselves and you know that definitely applies to a lot of top level players because they get comfortable they get you know complacent with where they're at and they think that they've already made it right and so it's like their ability is here but their mentality is down here and so ultimately where they end up is somewhere in here right in between and I actually saw I guess it was a video or just a quote from Jurgen Klopp today where it was like someone asked him how come he never made it to like the first division because he never played first division football like he was always you know playing in the lower leagues and he's like i had fourth division talent but i had a first division mentality and so he and so the result of that is second division right so he he took himself much further than he was supposed to go because he had this and if you have that you can really go far and it's just about you know staying consistent and staying you know, uh, away from distractions, like you're saying. Like if you want to use Latan as an as an example, first division talent, first division mentality. So he's gonna play at a high level forever. Ronaldo, same thing. Messi, same thing. He's not a gym rat like maybe those other two are. He's developed his body more over the past few years as he's gotten a little bit older, but he's always had. The right mentality in terms of staying away from distractions like you never see him in the in the news like going out getting into trouble like he's had he's been with his his wife now for since they were kids he's a family man he's dedicated to what he does and and he puts everything into it and and that's what it takes if you really want to achieve success at the highest level and it just goes back to what we said before like the worst thing that you can see in in someone is having all the potential and and never actually realizing that potential. Like, that hurts my heart to see right there.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, that definitely is, because, you know, a lot of times you see players and maybe now they're all aged up and, you know, they're in 30s and stuff, and it's like, man, if I just if I had just done this. And funny enough, I recently realized that Most of the players that I met that were still good in their 30s and stuff, and I was talking to them, you know, why didn't you go more? Why didn't you do, like, more? Because if you could play this good right now, why didn't you do more back then? And somebody actually told me something, the funniest thing I ever heard. He was like, you know what killed my career? I was like, what? He said, stretches. I never (laughs) thought stretches were important. I was like, what? I was like, really? Like, all the talents and what killed you with stretches? I was like, yeah, I just never stretched. And there were games where I would, like, pull some move and that was the end of the season. I was like, so why don't you just get back and get some rehab and do some stretches? It was like, because I never saw the importance of stretching. That's what I'm saying. And now he spends, he shows up to the game way before time, you know, and just stretch the entire time and just be in this place. He does yoga. He does tap dancing now just to get in shape. I'm like, man, I might sign up for a class. It's things like this. You know, you have the mentality. You Either you're not there with the hard work, or you're not doing everything you need to get yourself to that pace. Everyone could dream big. Dreaming big is not the challenge here. Living that dream, bringing that dream from the sleep stage to being your reality is where the challenge comes in. Yeah. If you close your eyes, you could probably picture yourself in uh, Camp Nou right now. You know, Champions League finals, trophies sitting right there. It's ninety minutes between you and that trophy. If you close your eyes well enough, you could get it done. But When you open your eyes, you realize you're still in a two-bedroom apartment. You still got school tomorrow morning. So how are you going to get yourself from where you are right now to where you see yourself being, you know, in the next few years?
1: Absolutely. You got to set the bar high. You set the bar high. And if it's high enough, which it should be, you're not going to reach it. But you're you're damn sure farther than you ever could have imagined before. Right. And so it's like you got to set the bar high. You got to have big dreams, but then you have to actually take real steps towards that every single day. Wow. well, well, I didn't plan to get this (laughs) deep into this, but I think uh, I think we we found a good uh, topic to uh, title this this episode. What would you title this episode if you could right now, Toby? I
0: don't know. You pick
1: the title for us.
0: You know, never been good with titles. <laughs> um, I'd say, you know, daring to dream. Say it again. Daring to dream.
1: Daring to dream. Yeah. Because hmm.
0: hmm. looking back at just everything that we've touched on, it's so much of how can you get yourself from a very unexpected background to somewhere you didn't even picture yourself and you're still on the rise, you know believing that it's not over yet and, and still going. Because not only is there a message in this episode for kids out there that are, and that, you know, that have, that are entitled to opportunities, there's also a message for kids that are not entitled to opportunities that don't have it readily available to know that I came from a small town in Nigeria and I am somewhere right now that is not exactly where I dream to be But it's getting me closer than I ever was. And you can still be here and be in a position to where, yes, you're better off than many other kids around the world. Leave that. Just focus on yourself and just grind. Because if you're not there yet, you're not there yet. There's nothing else to say. If you're not there yet, you're not there yet. So why are you stopping? And when you're there, you got to stay there. So... Oh, I remember my my mentor actually told us this once. He said, um, uh, "He said, being efficient gets you there. Being consistent keeps you there." I could do it well enough to earn that spot, but how long can I keep that spot? My spot, you know. We have goalies now. We have national teams that literally calling up players to the to the World Cup, and they have the worst nightmares because you know, like Spain, you have Unai Simón, you have De Gea, you have. All those people, or Germany, you have Ter Stegen, you have Neuer, and you're the coach like, who am I going to start? And literally, all you got to think about is who had the best season, who showed up for their clubs. the Who's balls, in form. Who's, who's consistently there, you know? And you're like, yeah, but he's won, you know, goalie of the year twice. Yeah, where's he now? What is he doing now? He's, his time has passed. He's no longer consistent. He's no longer there, you know? So I want to get there, and when I get there, I want to stay there. So that mentality is something that everybody over the board can, can you know, hold on to. Kids that are nowhere right now, you want to get there. When you get there, you got to stay there. And if you think you have something right now, you still got to get there. And when you get there, you got to stay there too.
1: That's money, Toby.
0: <laughs> Man, no, that's, that's, that's just it's it's amazing. Quite honestly, I've been I've always been wanting to have my podcast, but biggest idea I've always had is. I'm never gonna make a you know a script or like a list of questions. We're gonna freestyle it because in freestyle, everyone gets to bring out the real message, the one that send, and you get to ask the questions that you want people to hear. And you know, we give raw, and it's not you know like hey, hey, you're off script. Hey, Toby Toby tell me, you're off yeah. script. You know, like it's what are you saying? You know, tell explain that in your words, and you pass that message. And it might just be the smallest of person in the corner of the class who just hears that, and it's like "That's mine
1: that's it man that's that's me If you can touch one person you've you've done your job yeah. that's all accomplished. it's about exactly accomplished. and that's that's what this show is too you know i've yeah. i've we've gone through periods where maybe we try to like plan things out a little bit too much, and you know you can definitely get in you know to some subjects like pretty well that way if your thoughts are more organized but also it's like it it kind of limits your creative thinking in the middle of a conversation so I definitely just wanted to like sit here and just talk and just see where it went and it's taken us to good places like I love your energy you know you it's it's infectious it's contagious to everyone around you and and you're already starting to affect like the players that you're working with in that way so you know for those that you have not yet worked with I know you're gonna get more. What message would you give to them? Why should they come and train with Toby?
0: Amazing, amazing question. Um, first off, you should Footy Factory. That's where. That's where. That's where to be. Footy Factory, right? That's that's where to be. <laughs> that's where to be. It's greatness makes greatness. And if you're wanting to train with me, it's. I really don't have like any special perks that I'm bringing to the table, except that you know that you're going to be with someone that wants to be better themselves. And that's, the, that's probably the best you can ask for any coach. Because if your coach is telling you right off the back, look, I'm just here to get a paycheck. I don't care if we win or we lose. You kind of know what you're up for. Yeah. But if your coach is on there on the field and it's like, we're going to win this game. If we lose it, we're getting 30 laps. And as soon as you lose that game 1-0, he's on the field already. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You know he actually wants something for himself. So what I can say for myself is that I want to be a better coach by making you a better player. So that means that if I can't achieve that with you, I'm not getting any better. And that sucks for me because I really want to be better.
1: So it's just about figuring out what you have to do to get more out of the player. Adapting yourself, developing yourself, to make sure you can reach that player how they need to be reached because every player is different.
0: Every player is as different as a caller on the spectrum. Everybody's got different needs and different solutions. You can't, you can't just group the whole team. I, everyone is just hearing this for the first time. Do not rely on your team trainings. That's for the group. That's nah, You're not getting anywhere. Funny enough, even team trainings are centered around certain players. Team it's coaches true. will tell you they have players that they highlight in mind whenever they make team trainings. So if you're not that player, you're missing out, and you're never going to get it unless you're actually getting something outside of the team trainings.
1: And it's not a bad thing. Like, they have a responsibility to develop the team, you know, and depending on the level they are, to get results, right? And so that is something that is part of their role as a team coach. So it's, it's, it's not that you can... You can just sit there and, and blame them for that, oh, yeah. but it's you have to take responsibility, mm-hmm. take matters into your own hands if you want to develop and you want to become that player that is you know the focus of a team, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, that's 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 a really good point, man. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> Any message you want to leave people with? Man.
0: Stay tuned. Quite honestly. <laughs> Stay tuned. You definitely Definitely (laughs) got to get a part two with Toby. It's it's a lot of greatness. It's a lot of... Stay tuned to to Footy Factory. Stay tuned to Sean. Stay tuned to myself. Stay tuned to Evan because it's so much greatness that's in the cooking that you don't even know we don't even know so we couldn't even possibly say hey oh but i know i know toby but hey look I know. out! you gotta be on the
2: lookout i know <laughs>
0: hey, you know you know that feeling when you yeah. see like your buddy on stage or like on tv and you're like yo that's my buddy like i always knew you know you could either be on the tv saying you know you could be on the side of the stage because you know you booked that first flight because you knew he had something coming on but Really, for reals though, be on the lookouts. Keep your eyes out. Either stay tuned in, stay tagged along with us right now, or you could just hang around till you gotta see it from someone else's
1: phone. You're gonna see it eventually. You're gonna see it eventually. We're about to be global. Might take some time, a few years, but hey, we're gonna keep on moving forward, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. That's what this whole episode ended up being about too. You know, so. It's funny how it all comes full circle, but (laughs) hey, if you guys are out there looking for personal training, group training, team training, online training, we have training specialists around the entire DFW area. If you're someone who wants to get into training or you are developing your own training business in another part of the country and you need some help or you just want to reach out and connect, let us know. We got a lot to offer, but if you're looking for Toby as your next (laughs) trainer... That would be a smart move, so go ahead and hit this man up, www.footyfactory.us. <laughs>
0: yep, my DMs is always open. Slide I'll in those slide DMs. In.
1: Success Ayadun, yes, sir. underscore in between, right?
0: Yep, it's going to be in the captions. We're going to we'll, slide we'll, that, we'll make that sure in the description. Put it right
1: there. Guys, this was Footy Pod number 36 with Toby Ayadun, our newest staff trainer at footy factory based in the richardson area so if you are looking for some training make sure you hit them up and um we'll definitely have to have you on again soon my man
0: yeah definitely i look forward to that
1: thanks for your time um and go ahead and like subscribe share if you like this episode that would be much appreciated yep we'll be back next week Peace. peace